This episode of the SaaS Revolution Show is sponsored by Oyster. Oyster is the global HR platform that makes it easy to employ people remotely in other countries. It's purpose-built for globally distributed organizations that want to tap the global talent pool and give all their employees around the world a great employment experience. Oyster lets you hire, pay, and give great local benefits in over 75 countries. To find out more, visit oysterhr.com. Make sure that you start your process earlier and trying to make sure that you meet the investors and uh, you have uh, a really good pool of uh, choices. It's all about relationships. So it's important that you, you guys leverage the relationship and the people that have always been, now is the time to actually clean up your uh, uh, Rolo deck and actually uh, pick up the quality contacts you have and, uh, and go for it. Welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, uh, Donatella Calagaris, uh, Managing Partner at Flashpoint Ventures. Welcome, Donatella. Thank you very much, Alex. It's absolutely a pleasure to be here. I wish it would be in person, but, you know, what can we do? We need to just uh, uh, try to make it happen in 2021, shall we? Definitely, definitely. I, I would love that. Yeah, we, we're sort of missing uh, catching up. Uh, whether I, I bumped into you at Slush last year. You're obviously at SaaS Stock in, in Dublin every year. Uh, as well. Um, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't do it this year. So uh, over Zoom for now, but next year, um, certainly we'll, we'll, we'll look to uh, catch up in person. Um, so Donatella, obviously, um, you, you know, you've been coming to SASL conferences for a number of years and, you know, I've gotten to know you and, uh, but our audience might not know you as well as I do. Uh, so I would love uh, you to tell them a little bit about yourself. Who is uh, Donna, uh, Donatella Caligaris as a person? Uh, and, uh, you know, what are you doing and, uh, you know, at Flashpoint? Okay. I'm uh, very much, Donatella is a must give, massive giveaway. So I'm uh, pretty much Italian. So I was born in Trieste and uh, grew up there. Uh, but I'm also a Londoner by heart. I've been living in London for, uh, for a long time. Um, I'm a mom of two boys, uh, one of 10 and, uh, and the little one, my little monster is two and uh, they are adorable and uh, it's been um, a challenging year for, uh, for everybody. So, um, and uh, I, really, um, I really hope and I wish uh, to all the founders and all my colleagues in, the, uh, in, the, uh, in equity and as well as my fellow com- competitors as well to, uh, to just be safe and uh, and let's hope that we are going to go back into the into the normality so in terms of uh, uh, from a pro- professional level i um, i've been uh, providing uh, venture debt for to uh, vc backed technology companies for uh, um, over 10 years I started my careers, uh, my career at Creos Capital, and uh, and then I was one of the founding members of uh, Columbia Lake Partners. Um, I uh, joined Flashpoint uh, last year, uh, and in Q4 last year has been um, an amazing journey so far. Uh, um, what I love about Flashpoint uh, is that is a financial organization that supports technology companies from Series A to venture debt and to uh, um, uh, secondary. So in the idea is to be able to support uh, companies without them going too quickly into the US, let's say. So um, I am the managing partner of the new venture debt fund. Um, we, are, we had a uh, tremendous journey. 
Uh, and considering we uh, launched the Venture Debt Fund uh, just before uh, uh, this crazy 2020, uh, I'm even, even prouder of uh, what we have achieved. So um, the target of the fund is 50 million. Uh, um, euros and we are targeting um, uh, we have a targeting a check size of one to five million euros per company again investing in the VC backed technology companies um, I built my team uh, we are a team of four is myself is an investment director Artyom then I have um, Ilya um, our so investment associates uh, based in Riga and um, and then our uh, um, analyst based in Warsaw it has been quite uh, a challenge to have a team there is no base in the same place because I'm based in London and uh, together with um, the investment director, but at the same time brought us closer. Um, we uh, literally, like uh, like most of you guys, we uh, haven't taken one day off uh, since March. We have been plugged through um, trying to find uh, the way to uh, help company and invest in the right uh, opportunities. So we, um, I was really pleased to say that we closed the fund. Uh, we closed the, we did the second close, the first and extension of the first close of the fund. So basically we are more than halfway. We are planning to uh, to close at the end of uh, Q4, and we've done about uh, four investments, and uh, this is where we are. So maybe yeah. maybe you would like to know uh, uh, more about the product. And, and great, thanks for that um, um, background and, and overview. I saw that you this year, like on on Facebook, uh, I think that uh, you've been doing quite a few flights to, to Moscow. Uh, yeah. like, is is there a, a Russian connection? Uh, to, to Flashpoint? Um, yes, the, uh, uh, the founders of uh, Flashpoint, they, uh, even though they're not Russian themselves, they uh, started um, uh, as investment bankers in, uh, uh, in Moscow. Um, uh, and they uh, enhanced the connection and they, uh, they, they started Flashpoint about seven years ago. So we have it with a, a VC. Um, they are fundraising for fund, uh, fund three. So they targeting uh, Series A. Um, our target uh, is pretty much the extended Central Eastern Europe, um, uh, Finland, uh, Baltics, uh, and, uh, and Israel. And uh, I would say I, as long as there is a meaningful con connection in uh, my geo, uh, such as um, founders coming from the geos of um, R&D, or uh, you know, tech team of, or, or even even uh, investors, because I I notice a lot of investors coming from our geo moving more and more into Western Europe. I can pretty much uh, invest uh, uh, any anywhere really, as long as I have a connection. And yes, my flight uh, my flight to uh, to Moscow is because I had um, not not all of my uh, LPs are coming from uh, Russia. I have um, uh, a number of LP coming from Russia as well as uh, other part of Europe and uh, and the UK. So we consider ourselves pretty much international. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, definitely sounds it. And so like Donatella, our, our audience is, is uh, mainly, you know, SaaS founders, uh, some VCs and, uh, and so on. But on the SaaS founder side, uh, you know, kind of probably in the, uh, the, the, the first uh, journey to building a SaaS company, uh, looking to scale it, uh, for them, uh, that perhaps they haven't heard about venture debt before. What is it and what are the main uses of it? 
Okay, so um, uh, as you know, Alex, I've been educating the market for a long time. So uh, and now actually it's exciting again because I'm, uh, uh, I think I've done a very good job in Western Europe. And, um, you know, my last uh, adventure, particularly in, uh, in German, Germany and the Nordics. And I believe they're all the new guys around, the super cool guys around the block in terms of new VCs that now are raising their, uh, their second or even third fund. They, uh, they are fully aware of the product. And, uh, and now I'm doing again, I'm educating the founders and some of uh, some equity investors as well in our geo. Um, the venture debt is essentially um, a term loan. Then you uh, uh, typically, there are different situations where uh, it's beneficial, but in uh, probably is, is, is more uh, useful to explain how, um, uh, how, you know, the, the component of it. So you have, um, as I said, a, ter a term loan that is typically lasts uh, for 36 months. It can be tranched. Is, uh, it depends on the situation and uh, and the um, uh, opportunity and the use cases of, uh, um, of the target uh, uh, portfolio company. And then uh, it's called, in a way, it's called venture because there is... Um, uh, we do understand uh, how to uh, finance companies that are uh, burning cash, but they're burning cash to grow. So uh, any, we, um, we look at credit, credit at a diff diff completely different way uh, how uh, banks would look, uh, would look at credit. Um, uh, um, you know, if we take uh, away a couple of uh, exceptions where there are a few, few banks that really do a, a great job at it, it's not a typical uh, bank uh, product. Um, then and also there is um, an equity component attached to it, and um, the reason why the founders like it, uh, and also you know the the um, equity investor as well, is that use at the right time. And I'm always stressing this uh, very carefully when I uh, explain the product. It's not a product that should be used at all time, but there are certain situations where I um, literally call it uh, a textbook scenario. So uh, what is the upside? to the founders. I mean, the, the biggest upside to the founders is diminished dilution. So if you're looking at, uh, uh, at the fully diluted ownership of, uh, of the company that any venture debt provider would take, um, uh, when uh, we exercise our option, we exercise our warrants, so we're talking about 1% to 2% uh, fully diluted ownership. So that it would be absolutely clear immediately to founders uh, the, the benefit of uh, uh, not um, doing another uh, round of equity or taking, uh, um, you know, they could take less equity and, uh, and uh, use, um, uh, add some venture debt to the round or, um, they can uh, sort of, um, and also the other upside is that they, um, we don't price. So we typically, because we take uh, the equity portion that we take is, uh, uh, is a right to buy, essentially, is an option. So uh, um, we don't need to, uh, to do a price round. And that is really helpful to uh, uh, high growth uh, technology companies and, and management team and founder as such, because they uh, they know, especially especially in the SaaS uh, SaaS ecosystem, is that you have a much more visibility of the of the revenue. So uh, and you are able to actually figure out that if you you sometimes you are in a situation in which you might be able to if you are able to burn more cash in uh, sales and marketing, for example. Uh, you will be able to raise uh, um, 
you know, a bit, a little bit later at a higher, higher valuation with uh, possibly with, um, you know, uh, more, uh, um, with investor that you want, or may, maybe um, you know the tier one investor investor that you're after. So we know that bra- the brand is very important to a lot to all the founders. Well, why not? I mean, and uh, we know that the tier one in the ecosystem are fantastic. So, and um, then uh, obviously the if we if we can put in quotation mark the down downside of it is that it's not equity. So they need um, they, uh, the loan needs to repay on a monthly basis. Again, there are exceptions because it depends when we come in, um, because it might be an element of interest only at the right uh, the right time if it's the right situation, or um, uh, it could be tranched, uh, or it can be. Um, or you know, it, it can be a reduced amortization. So. Um, you know, with equity, you just take uh, take the money and uh, you know make sure you grow. With uh, with that, we have a lot of uh, we can be very creative. We have a lot of uh, bits and pieces that we can use. And I think what is also important for the founders to know that any um, uh, venture debt provider and well, certainly we do. And uh, I know I work for uh, two uh, two uh, important one before, so obviously uh, I know what the what they're doing, and I can safely say that. I pretty know everybody in the ecosystem. Uh, typically, we would take uh, an origination fee, what is called, some people call tran- transaction fee, origination fee. And then we would uh, also take uh, um, early repayment or, or, or um, uh, termination fee. So this is more or less what the founder should expect. Well, uh, have, what happens if a company doesn't do the loan repayments um, and have you had any, have you had have you seen many examples of that? Does that happen uh, occasionally? Uh, what happens in in, in that scenario? Uh, well, yes, I have, and uh, don't forget that I was in this ecosystem uh, after the two thousand eight. Uh, you know, yeah. I was at, at Kraus between two thousand five from two thousand five for seven years. So you can safely say that we uh, at the time we really uh, um, we have. We had a lot of restructuring to uh, to deal with. What is important for the for the founders to understand, um, and actually, funny enough, I'm having a, uh, I have a live deal that I'm um, in Finland that I'm uh, I'm actually negotiating. We're negotiating the last. Um, um, you know, the final, final stage of the document, documentation. And I've been having this conversation exactly yesterday to try to uh, understand because they don't, they don't, they're not familiar. The management team is not familiar with the product. So I'm, uh, and I'm trying to, uh, um, I try to really explain very clearly how uh, a good venture debt provider would, uh, would act. So um, from their point of view, we come uh, uh, senior secure. So a venture debt provi- any venture debt provider would come senior secure. So you take security over the asset of the company for the length of the loan. So as soon as the security, is, uh, sorry, as soon as the, the loan is repaid, the security is, uh, is released and then you're sitting on an upside uh, and that's it. Um, what the founders really find difficult to get their hand around it is that they say, oh, but hold on a minute. They have security on my company for, uh, you know, for three years. You know, anything can happen, you know, and we know where, you know, the, we see everything and anything within, in, uh, in the growth stage of, uh, of tech, tech companies. And I agree with them. But what they need, to, all, all, all of you founders <laughs> need to understand, uh, need to understand that um, 
a good venture debt provider is not in the business to bankrupt company. Even though on uh, um, on the legal documents they have the ability to do so, but is very highly uh, relationship driven. Uh, the reason why there are not so many venture debt providers in the ecosystem, and uh, maybe the reason why um, you know a lot of people try, but I'm not going to name it. It's not really nice, but they um, uh, they didn't manage to succeed in raising venture debt funds. Is because not you need not only the understanding of the product, but you also need the relationship because. Uh, uh, those relationships with all the uh, equity investors out there from uh, the, the play in our playground, essentially, are extremely important. So um, when a situation, where, when it's a situation when the company needs to support, I really, I really need uh, the equity investors to step in because the venture debt provider is not able to put more cash. The venture debt provider is able to release the pressure on uh, on in, on uh, on principle on repayment on principle and uh, is able to uh, push back the the principle later on in order to give breathing space but it's not able to pull, to put more uh, uh, more cash this is why uh, it's very those relationship with the equity investor is very important this is why when i issue a term sheet uh, and sometimes during even before issuing term sheet i i talk uh, uh, I talk with all the equity investors around the table. I understand where is uh, well. It's my job to know to know the stage and where they are. They are by heart, but you know, you always uh, touch base with them and uh, what is their feeling of the company and so on. Because I need them to step in with cash if that situation happens. And if I can uh, possibly give uh, any more assurance to uh, um, to the founders that eventually that I've seen. Uh, I've seen equity investors to uh, um, to wash their hands on uh, on an investment and walk away simply because it's the nature of the product, you know, is uh, high risk, high return. So when when if that situation happen and for whatever reason uh, your equity investor you are in in this really bad situation uh, your uh, your equity investor is uh, maxed up and they decide that they want to walk away which can happen this is venture capital so uh, um then you would see that um I, I personally and i happened to me in in the past i would try my best to get the company as a going concern and this is the and and trying to sell the company in order to get uh, um, the founders uh, something back, and uh, and also first and foremost to be completely honest, uh, which I, I this is honesty is the best way to uh, build a relationship. Um, if I give you one, my my first and foremost um, uh, priority is to get my one back. So I would do anything I can uh, to help you out. For you to give me my mom back, I can forego interest, you know, in a situation like that. But I need my, uh, I need my principal back. Uh, and uh, this is why uh, I can um, safely say that, well, hopefully I touch wood, actually. Uh, you never know. Uh, I have a clean sheet, so I haven't had a, a, a default for uh, over six years. Amazing. So... You know, you need uh, you need to work with them, and uh, and and please, founders, don't think. I mean, if any, I know there are a couple of horror stories there, but definitely it's not with me on any uh, any funds that was involved with me, um, at least when I was there, and um, 
any good venture debt provider would help you. So <laughs> they won't walk walk away or bankrupt your company because it's not in their interest. Essentially, typically, when is a good time? What What do you see? Um, like, if there are any patterns when founders mm. start to look for venture debt, you know, should they be you know looking at venture mm. debt? You know, uh, at that seed stage, Series <laughs> A, B. Is it across all the stages? You know, when when it, when is it that they 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 should you know really be optimizing and looking at this as a, a, a as an option? Um, I think uh, uh, SaaS founders, uh, because the uh, the type of businesses that they built and the visibility of uh, of the revenue, they are able in a way to look at um, uh, venture debt earlier than uh, a consumer. Uh, company, for example, because with the consumer, is much uh, the credit analysis uh, and the visibility of uh, uh, how they will support, uh, be able to support and repay the loan has to be larger. So in, term, in terms of revenue, well, um, you know, I'm seeing more and more. I mean, we had, uh, it's been a crazy year, but I can tell you the Q4, which is, is a good thing. Q4 has been an explosion in terms of uh, quality of pi- pipeline, which I kind of expected, but then uh, I was I was scared to uh, make any prediction because uh, 2020 is 2020. So you expect anything and everything. Yeah. So but, um, as a lot of, I've seen, I'm seeing a lot of uh, SaaS companies that they are um, in a kind of uh, uh, pre-Series B. So um, as a venture debt provider, I'm not able to come before Series A. Because uh, they they're not really the product uh, and the, the revenue, the metrics, uh, uh, LTV uh, to CAC and so on. That is not mature enough. So um, if I can give you some numbers, um, I would like to uh, I like to look at companies that they are in the sort of from two hundred um, two hundred. It depends. If, even at two hundred uh, MRR, if they grow really fast. Otherwise, from let's say from 250 to 400 MRR is a, is a kind of a um, gotcha. bucket uh, where you start looking. And the companies need to be, of course, VC backed for the reason that I explained earlier. And uh, and if they're they're growing uh, they're growing fast and everything is going in the right way, I mean they probably realize themselves that the founder realized that is actually leverage uh, um, their growth with uh, um, some venture debt is actually the right thing to do. Because um, we I touched base before on the use cases of uh, venture debt. I mean, it's, uh, one uh, is the one that we just said. So it's just extend the cash runway to the company to get them to the next value creation milestone. And therefore... Uh, or get get them at a higher valuation uh, with better investor as Series B. So give them essentially the five, six months uh, uh, extra for them to really grow into the, um, into the soft spot of the growth investors. I mean, um, in the past, uh, we know, and uh, you, you uh, clearly, clearly know you are my expert, um, you know, the magic number for SaaS company to raise Series B was 10 million in uh, ARR. So now it seems that the is growing is is getting lower and lower so <laughs> in a way so that which means that companies that already have 
four four million four million but they're growing let's say 100 percent then yeah. they uh, four million could be the right time to actually leverage that and get a bigger uh bigger series b the um founders don't really at the beginning they don't really think about dilution uh, they, but they start to uh, be sensitive to it uh, around the series b when should you not when is it not the right fit um uh, to do venture debt and take uh, traditional uh, venture capital well uh, again is one is uh, when there is uh, an equity risk so when is a shorter shorter cash runway so uh, it's okay to come to me um, when they have still a decent runway and visibility into uh, into the revenue and the growth. Yeah. Uh, but if they come to me that they, um, oh, you know, they have three months of cash runway, so yeah. they need to find another way. Or maybe, maybe again, it could be simply because um, they had a soft, uh, soft quarter. I mean, with 2020, I've seen a lot of those situations in which, uh, you know, second quarter was uh, was a nightmare and uh, people get hit by covid people's revenue got hit by covid and but that doesn't mean that the company is uh, is a rubbish company so the other situation that they sh- um, and also when they take it takes longer to raise equity then sometimes they come to me but that is like more out of desperation obviously if they can raise equity there is a problem with the product uh, and a problem that is not really getting traction from, uh, from, you know, from equity. If it doesn't get traction from equity, it's going to get even less traction from venture debt. What's what's the the typical uh, length uh, of I, I, you know a, a founder coming to you to a deal getting done? Is it done oh, in a, a week, two months? Oh, a year? I'm, very, I'm very fast. I'm very yeah. fast. So yeah, yeah, I'm very fast. Um, and also, I believe um, um, I, I really believe in transparency. So uh, my term sheet that might be a slightly bit longer than my competitor, but I put everything in there. So when uh, in order to minimize any um, negotiation when you get the term sheet signed. So I'd rather do a little bit of more work. We do a, a more work on the analysis pre-term sheet. We do uh, uh, calls uh, also with uh, equity investor before uh, issuing term sheet. If uh, we are press- pressurized with time, we come in with head of terms because I have an idea after we analyze the company, I have an idea of what we can come, you know, would be uh, acceptable. So, and then, uh, you know, we get IC approved to uh, to issue a term sheet, a proper term sheet. And then what I am not able to uh, control is the negotiation from uh, term sheet issue. But I, um, and the reason why I do a lot of work before is to minimize exactly that. So um, actually in the last, uh, in the last two, two deals, um, it's been pretty, pretty fast. Uh, I have two live deal at the moment and uh, before Christmas is a night, a good problem to have. I'm not yeah. complaining, <laughs> not complaining, but you know, it's been pretty fast. And, uh, and then normally uh, a term sheet sign 
to close and fund, assuming that the company fund um, or the old loan or at least a tranche of it uh, at closing, that we're talking about four to six weeks. And that includes the due diligence at the same time. Actually, I've been to uh, I've been to Finland during lockdown in the UK. That was quite something, but we, uh, we might have a discussion, <laughs> another podcast about okay. how did you travel during lockdown. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's about four to six weeks, essentially. Okay, awesome. All right. Uh, and... Um... Do you have any advice? Because it's been difficult for a lot of people to raise capital this year, right? And uh, certainly when when COVID kind of peaked initially, in that first wave, there, there there were a lot of investors suddenly, you know, pulled term sheets or just said, we're not investing and we're doubling down on, you know, existing portfolio. Um, so it has been hard to raise capital. What is your advice for founders that are looking, maybe they're struggling to raise in, in this current climate? What advice do you have? Well, um, uh, I've seen, I've heard all different stories. Um, uh, during the lockdown, it seems that, you know, um, investors were investing, which from a lot of time, actually, then you find out that those press releases were actually from three months before, and uh, which gives the wrong indication to founders. Um, it's very hard to... Uh, um, to, to invest when you're not um, able to meet and uh, and actually get a sense of the person and uh, you have to assess everything on uh, uh, yes your uh, by any means your uh, financial assessment but you need to meet all the people that are building this business and um, hence the delay so my advice to to you guys is make sure that you start your process um, earlier and trying to make sure that you meet the investors and uh, you have uh, a really good pool of, uh, uh, a, a, you know, uh, of uh, choices. And use your resources, use your network. Um, I'm always say to um, to my, um, you know, when I bid for for deals, I'm say, guys, um, I'm a feeder. The Series A guys are a feeder to me. And I'm a feeder to the growth guys. And even uh, what well, recently, I um, uh, I I lost um, I lost the deal. It was very competitive in the UK. Uh, and uh, despite that, I uh, I still uh, mentioned the company to uh, growth investors that they're actually they didn't know about it, so they're looking at it. It's all about relationships. So it's important that you you guys leverage the relationship and the people that are always been. Now is the time to actually clean up your uh, uh, Rolo deck, the box, whatever deck, yeah. um, <laughs> whatever it's called, <laughs> and uh, and actually uh, pick up the quality contacts you have and uh, and go for it. I, I actually see more and more um, people using advisors, and I think probably is the reason of um, um, being unable to uh, uh, to meet. Having said that, there is a lot of capital out there. And don't forget, guys, that everybody, including including me, everybody, we are all under pressure to deploy money in order to make sure that we do the number of deals that we told our LP that we would. So that is the same for equity investors, for venture debt investors, for everybody. So there is capital there. So don't don't despair. You just need to yeah. make sure that you talk with the right people and not with time waster. Amazing. Uh, final question, Donatella, as, as we come to the, the end of the show. Um, you mentioned that uh, you haven't had a day off uh, pretty much uh, like si- since March. March. Uh, and you've got, two, you've got two deals to do before Christmas. 
when Christmas comes, when are you going to take a day off and what are you going to do to kind of recharge for 2021? Uh, well, I um, one probably is gonna is gonna be closed, but no, maybe sign at the end of the year. One definitely will be closed before Christmas because we're there. Uh, I'm. I had my uh, summer holiday that got can cancelled at the last minute thanks to my lovely Macron. Uh, so I couldn't I couldn't go, and I chose the last you uh, know uh, end of August. So obviously the school started, so there was not not an option. So now I have this crazy plan uh, to trust uh, um, myself and my car and uh, and pack the family in and uh, and drive to Zermatt. For uh, for Christmas, okay. so you know, I've been in daily contact with um, uh, uh, with the hotel in uh, Switzerland. There. They've been super nice. Um, I not clearly if when no need to quarantine there. Yeah, it seems that I can leave the country even if London gets into tier three. Apparently, okay. So um, you know, let's see. You know, you know, I'm crazy. Fingers crossed. Fingers, fingers I, need crossed. A, I need a week off desperately and I don't want to I don't want it in my house. <laughs> why, why, why not why not fly? Is it I mean it was it the it's cheap, probably cheaper to to, to drive? Um, no, it's not so much the cost. I don't trust them. Yeah. I don't trust them because um when you fly, even if you fly, for example, to go skiing in yeah. in Zermatt and Z- and Switzerland is the only place yeah. that you're able to ski because all the other resorts, Italy, Germany, yeah. and France is closed. Um they and because of that, the train from Italy, they they don't go via Switzerland now. So <laughs> it just have got everything against me. But the reason um the reason why I want to drive is because I am in control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not at the mercy of uh, trains, uh, planes, you name it. Fair enough, fair enough. Good stuff. <laughs> and you, and you, and you. Oh, well, I mean, I've not had a holiday since February. Um, so uh, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm very much... Welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're in the No Holiday Club, which I'm not proud of. But it's been it's, it's been essential. And um, But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm desperate for, uh, for one. I, I'm taking uh, from the 24th. I should be off for uh, at least two weeks, all being well. Um, I'm not sure what to do with it yet, so it it it, 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 it depends. But I hope maybe something last minute uh, might come or up. May, or maybe just you pack the car. I just pass by uh, by you, yeah. you know, by, 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 by Margaret towards the shuttle, That's... the Euro shuttle, and we go. We take the kids skiing. Sounds good. Sounds good. I mean, I'm uh, a I dreamer. I know, but what can I say? If you don't dream, yeah. you can. You you know, you don't get there. Sounds good. Oh. Well, thanks Thank so much, Donatella. So where, where can people find you online? Oh, they can find me on uh, www.flashpointvc.com yeah. or they can find me on Twitter at, uh, at uh, CaligarisD um, or on LinkedIn, Donatella Caligaris, or uh, my email is Donatella at uh, flashpointvc.com. Awesome. Thanks so much for being a great guest Thank today. You. On, uh, Thank you for your time. Show. Always Thank a you. pleasure talking to you. Thank Always you. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Donatella. Ciao, Ciao guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the SaaS Revolution Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you learned something from it, check out sasdoc.com forward slash events to find all the upcoming SaaS Doc conferences around the world.